Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Anthony. I'm Lewis. And we're back again at the end of the month. It feels like almost yesterday where I posted the last month's market research. It feels like these months just go by. It feels like almost yesterday since I was trolling the Hollywood Reporter website for news stories two hours before recording. It feels like only yesterday where we were like, man, I wonder what what this Morbius movie is going to be like. (laughs) Guys, what Uh, if Morbius is good? I had to I had to have our obligatory uh, monthly uh, name drop for Morbius, uh, even though there's no news about Morbius anymore. They really the the well really dread dry on Morbius. Like we really got to like, come on, step it up there. We need uh, our flagship series needs to come back. Bring back some more. Sweet, baby. More. We do have a little bit of Sony Spider-Verse news this this month. So that's that's something. All right. Well, we get into all that right after we get into the trailers. So the trailers for this month, we're going to start off uh, big with Creed 3. Uh, this movie is going to be directed by Michael B. Jordan, uh, and it's going to be his directorial debut. And this movie seems to star Jonathan Majors as like his good friend who like the two of them uh, like drifted apart and then like they became boxers and now they're going to fight. Um, this movie literally looks like it's pre-workout. Like this yeah. is a movie you watch before you go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Sorry, that one. My, my brother life. and his friends they saw Creed two in the theater, and then afterwards, my friend, uh, his friend was so inspired after watching Creed two that he bought a pair of boxing gloves. He took one boxing lesson and then never did it again. So I actually I looked up the the full plot of this movie because the screenplay leaked, and apparently the actual motivation behind Jonathan Major's character is that when they were kids. Um, Michael B. Jordan and him used to jerk off together and and uh, now Jonathan Major like wants to kill uh, Creed in the ring. So uh, no one can live to remember that. moment. Jerking. Yeah, no, it's uh, peepees. They, they, they did touch peepees. <laughs> That's a big part of it. Yeah, uh, this one doesn't look touch. like it has Stallone in it at all. So I feel like is is Rocky like dead at this point? I think Should he died be. in the second one. Did he not? I don't remember if he died. He was certainly in it. I don't think he died. I think yeah. if he did, it would have probably been a much bigger thing. Where's Paulie? Paulie was dead at, <laughs> in like Rocky Six. I yeah. know. I, I watched Adrian. Paulie's going to come back as the birthday robot. He's going to voice the birthday robot. <laughs> it's so robot. weird looking at this series and remembering that this series also had a fucking 80s robot in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fucking had an 80s robot only watchable it. movie. Uh, I, 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 Creed 1 is good. I tried watching Creed 2. I, I know I, I started it at some point. I sure shit never finished it. So I just I guess I just assumed Rocky died at the end. <laughs> Creed 2 was, um, I mean, a bit of a step down. It just kind of felt a little bit like just generic boxing movie, whereas Creed 1 really did feel like it had like that fire, that passion that and it's because it's Coogler. And it's the same reason why, like the Black Panther movies are like real movies in comparison to the rest of the Marvel universe is because Coogler has that. And I I hope Michael B. Jordan, at least for his directorial debut, I, I hope he might be able to bring that as well. It looks like at least there's a little bit more of like a, a personal vendetta with the two of them and not just like like Creed 2 where it's just like, up, oh, it's Drago's son. Yeah, I, I was really like where they'd be like, now Mr. T's son is getting in on the act. Like, like, they, where, like where? the robot's son is going to get in on it in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> the um the uh role at the end had someone named Coogler. Who was that? In, in like a, a producer yeah. credit. 
I think well, it's like a Keenan Cougar, Keenan Ivory Coogler, and uh, Marlon Coogler. Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, no. Creed Three looks like it'll be a pretty good movie. Uh, hopefully, I don't think it'll be as good as the first movie, but like you know, it'll probably at least be better than the second one. But but moving on from another three. We're going to move on to Mithrigan. <laughs> oh, okay, hang on. Wait, Ryan Coogler did the story. He, Him and Keenan Coogler. So his brother. Okay. They're writing the movie. Okay. So that's what cool. it is. All right. All right, I'll cut that part out, and then I'll go back into my excellent segue uh, to Mithrigan. <laughs> Mithrigan. Mithrigan. Yeah, we're getting it. M. M3 again. I think uh, I, a lot of people are shocked by like how much this has kind of taken off. Uh, this 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 trailer released and people were like on fucking board for Mithrigan. Like people kept reposting like so the gifts shit. of her like dancing in the hall and shit, and like posting it like with like Toxic by Britney Spears in the background and shit. Uh, people people are stoked about Mithrigan, and I gotta say, I'm I'm in that camp. This looks so fucking stupid. I can't wait to watch it's, it. it. I told Mike it's literally um, like a Black Panther episode or Mike said it was like a Black Panther, a, a, a Black Mirror. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, it's like what, what if your mom ran on batteries? What if your sister ran on batteries? Yeah. <laughs> I looked at the way that this this robot doll moves. I was like, it's so jarring and creepy, but not in a way that I think that they mean for it to be, but just in kind of like, in like the uh, like Alita an, battle angel kind of like uncanny, like, uh, uncanny yeah, valley in a, kind of thing. In like She's a, literally, look, in, that's disgusting. Yeah, in like a baby Annette uh, from, from Annette. Ugh. Yikes. Uh, yeah, it, do, it does not look, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. It is in that uncanny valley where it looks like real shit but also really kind of creepy it looks like also one of those like yeah like you said this is uh also a, a over the pants hand job movie where it's like teenagers are gonna see it like yo that looks sick and then they go to see the movie and they're just gonna be like you know uh having pants hand jobs the whole movie <laughs> yeah i, I think <laughs> it's pg-13 yeah when they released the trailer i don't think they had a rating but i'm pretty sure that since then they've announced it's going to be pg-13 i'm just double checking oh yeah this is an otphj an over the pants hand job movie folks yeah which is a little get a sound effect for this it's a little disturbing given that like you know mithrigan is you know looks like a child so added a wooga sound effect when we talk about over the pants hand job movies yeah just just you know spice it why don't you just make the sound with your your mouth you could just make the sound. <laughs> I'm not good at it, though. All right. Well, uh, speaking of things that are not good as well, uh, we have another sequel to A Christmas Story, as if they didn't already make two A Christmas Story sequels yeah, the that were meant one was to like be a summer camp movie, right? Yeah. And then there was A Christmas Story 2, which came out like, what, three years ago? Ten, like, maybe like in 2011 or 2012. Ten or something. years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. And now they're like, you know what? I think we need to go back to what well, we can make. The Christmas Story too, but we can make it right this time. Um, it's still bad. Yeah, no, this again. We we, we got over the how like it's bad too. The, the, the bad series. I don't yeah, even like, like how a Christmas Story is just kind of like it just kind of like is is ingrained in you that like you have to watch it at Christmas. It's, a it's one of those classic. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like it just kind of. It's not a natural, uh, like, you know, nostalgic favorite. It's just kind of like forced upon you, and it just kind of like. You know, it kind of took that that title as like, oh, this is the the holiday staple. Yeah, no, it's like 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's a movie that I honestly can't even really fairly evaluate because like I only ever see it on AMC with commercials once every year. Well, actually, multiple times every year, but on the same day. So it's not really. Yeah. But also, yeah, this movie just looks like terrible. It, it looks like a Disney Plus original even though it's only it's an HBO Max movie, but Which all these streaming the movies, you could you could just look at them visually and you're like, that's a streaming movie like streaming movies have like a fucking visual flair to them. Like you could tell that like, oh, this is for this is a Netflix movie or this yeah. is a streaming service I'm at the movie. Point. Like it just looks so like overly lit and like and like artificial Bad. Meant to look good on your fucking telephone. This is a watch it on the train movie. <laughs> this is a movie I'm, I'm, I'm going to see commuters in December watching on their phones on their way home from work. I would sooner watch a video of my entire family being brutally murdered than I would <laughs> uh, watch this film. Like, like nothing about this in any way spoke to me. It looks boring and just fucking like so cliche. And well, uh, Lewis, I didn't know you were a Grinch. Oh, I am. That was actually based off of me. Bah humbug. Yeah, I, I, it feels like a really long time since we've gotten like a Christmas classic movie. Like, what was the last like Bad Santa? Jim Carrey's <laughs> Christmas Carol. No, um, um, the 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 claymation SpongeBob. It's like oh, you talk about movies. Yeah, only. what was the last like Christmas, and the like, a Christmas movie that was like you know? I mean, people would say the Polar Express, but I don't really like that movie. Yeah, listen a lot. to the Polar Express episode to listen about why uh, it's uh, it's, it's not it's that not great. a good movie. Uh, but um, well, we'll be having a Christmas uh, episode coming oh, out in December. Klaus. Klaus. Klaus, yes, Klaus was a very that good has movie. To be the one. That and you know what? I liked uh, I liked that Kristen Stewart movie, um, Happiest of Season, <laughs> where she plays did, a lesbian. Michael. Yeah. Oh, of course she did. Yeah. Right. Cool. That is that is your brand. Yeah, it's your yeah. favorite genre of m- movies is lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Kristen Stewart and women, <laughs> which moves into our next movie, women talking. Uh, that's my favorite genre of movie is women talking. <laughs> uh, so the movie is based on the book by Miriam Toes, and I've actually been Miriam reading Toes. this book. Or Taos. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I've been reading this book. Actually, I'm like about halfway through it. And uh, the movie is about a, a, a women who are raised in a Mennonite cult who have been like ritualistically raped by all of the men. And so it's them, the, them talking is them talking about how they're going to escape. Jeez. Um, I am. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wonderful Christmas uh, viewing. Uh, bring up the spirits for the holidays. Um, but, yeah, no, it looks really good. Rooney Mara and Jesse Buckley, Claire Foy, Francis McDormand. This is going to be a powerhouse movie of performances and, and acting and, and emotion. And I'm very excited for it. This looks like a movie that's probably going to be really, really good. And a movie that I actually do want to see, but a pr- movie that I probably won't see because I'm pretty sure that by the end of the movie, I will have a gun in my mouth. It looks so depressing. Yeah, it, it it's, it's definitely a watch it once movie and then never see it again. Yeah. I don't think that the I mean, at least the, as far as the book is concerned, they don't. You don't, and I've heard from people who've seen it at festivals that, like, you don't, you don't actually have to. They don't make you watch any of the rape. That's not it's it. Like it, all, it does it's all just like, discussion. It's, it's all discussion based. It's like just, it's, it's all just like you know from like them the discussion about it's it. It's the main subject matter of the movie. Yeah, it's though. the same thing with like that. I prefer my movies Scott to have movie. no rape, whether it's graphic or not. That that's that's my preference. I would say. <laughs> yeah. What was the Ridley Scott movie that came out that was like the whole the whole movie is about rape? 
What, the last duel? The last duel. Yeah. And he was like, I can't believe people didn't want to come out and see this. I'm like, we just got over a pandemic, homie. And you want people to go to a movie that can only be described as the rape movie? Like, it's not happening. This, though, looks like way better than that. But well, yeah, also- I mean, but this is also... Like, you know, having been directed and the book written by a women, primarily women cast, like seems like, you know, a subject matter that like, you know, can be handled with the delicacy that it deserves to be like little women. Little women ain't about rape. What are you talking about? Okay. Anyway, speaking of other little women, um, there's none in this movie. Is Mario? Well, Anya um, Taylor. Jo- oh, Anya Taylor Joy is not is a, little a little woman. She's not a little woman. She's like five eleven. She's tall. There were no. Is she really? They were no. They were no longer little girls. Is. They were little hey, let women. Me, let me let me minimize this full screen picture of Teen Googler's face. Anyway, so so. The fact that I that this isn't going to be the talk of the episode is that the Mario movie trailer finally came out. Like I was really banking on, I like, mean, oh, this will be our new Morbius. Like this will be the movie that we like, you know, shit on for months on end. And uh, the movie came out. the The trailer came out, and for no reason at all, it just looks epic as fuck. It looks fucking it's, yeah. awesome. It's funny because everything looks great, but the one thing that everyone agreed on was probably going to be shit was the worst part of it. Was yeah, Chris Pratt's voice, which honestly, his voice didn't even sound as bad as we could have all feared yeah, it would only, be. But here's the thing. It's only one phrase, right? I want to hear him in actual talking conversation because he has a slight Brooklyn accent that he tried to put on. It sounds like he's doing a slight Brooklyn accent. From Kingdom, here we come. Yeah, it the sounds like Linda he's putting Belker on a little voice. bit of a Brooklyn thing, and I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, like, I want to hear Charlie Day. You oh, didn't I even really hear him wait. at all. No, I want to hear him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like I can't judge the voice cast except for Jack Black, who is utterly perfect. But also, how hype is that like little tag at the end of like Luigi running from all the dry bones? Hell yeah. Dude. I fucking love be- that shit. That looks, it looks so good. Yeah, if we, if we get like a little mini Luigi's Mansion segment of this movie. Dude, if we get like, a Luigi's oh, Mansion it. spinoff, Illumination can have the rights to my child. Like, I'm Dude, it, on It's board. so weird. I want to see a Mario Sunshine spinoff, too. Oh, yeah. Fuck that yeah. Would, That's a great it, sequel idea, actually. You know, it's it's so weird that we were like, you know, oh, Illumination, they're making the Mario. And there were like, you know, copy pastas and memes from years on end of like the hi, that's me, Mario. You're probably wondering how I got here. Like like people just imagining that like, oh, that's what the movie's going to be like because it's Illumination making a Mario movie. But I feel like because of the 90s movie and because of like how much of a target this movie had on it, I feel like Miyamoto and Nintendo and Illumination, like they really like. I feels like they're going out of their way to be like, all right, we can't make Nintendo, it like that. I mean, the I secret sauce here is literally how heavily involved Nintendo is. Like, like I they, think, yeah, I, I think they have a division of people who just worked with Illumination on this. They movie. do, yeah, and like they're they're like getting ready to do other shit. Like, I'm sure we're gonna be getting like, um, I I'm sure we're gonna be getting like a Donkey Kong movie after this because we have you know Seth oh, Rogen playing. I Donkey gotta Kong. hear Seth Rogen Donkey Kong as well. Donkey Kong Country movie. Oh yeah, my God. Uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get Smash Bros. Or like we'll get like Legend of Zelda in some capacity. Like like we're gonna keep getting these. And if they are of if they Diddy look Kong. like this, we're kind of down for it. And, and, and I, Diddy Kong's yeah. Diddy Kong is gonna be voiced by Kevin Hart. And oh, you no. know it's gonna happen. I don't want to think about that. But uh, uh, I don't know how to segue to this. But Avatar 2, The Way of Water had another trailer that just released a big, long one uh, to go along with the big, long runtime of three hours and 10 minutes. 
I'm I'm here for it, man. No, yeah, I've I've been um I've been getting really I've been avatar pilled hard, uh, especially after <laughs> that. Instant avatar yeah. pilled. Listen to the last episode of Market Research to hear about how fucking psyched I am about Avatar now. I'm all aboard the Avatar train. Oh yeah, and, it's, uh, it's it's and, a film. And I Lewis, you said that this movie did the trailer didn't still didn't really tell us what the, like the movie is about, and I'm like I still I'm fine not knowing. I'm fine just going yeah, into no, this I'm, world. I'm it's a screensaver. Like I'll watch it. <laughs> Um, yeah, after rewatching Avatar, I'm like, I'm just at the very least, like, I know I'm going to go in and like get blown away by the special effects and by the 3D and the high frame rate. So, like, that's reason enough for me to want to go. But like, yeah, this the story stuff looks from what I can tell. And, and you know, this doesn't give like a ton away, but like it, it seems pretty on par with what we were dealing in the first Avatar movie. And I think it's like a pretty like. I don't know. It looks like a pretty like like immature uh, look at um, it seems like racism that they're dealing with, which is like different color, like different shade of blue. At the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's it seems to be something he's obsessed with. I, and again, we haven't seen the movie. We don't know. But like there, there definitely like was like two tribes of Avatar people. And like one of them is like a slightly lighter blue and they didn't like the darker blue people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I think I wrote a children's book very similar to this in like the fifth grade. So <laughs> I hope that doesn't like do too much. But I also saw like a, a screenshot of Stephen Lang in an avatar uh, from this movie. I didn't even know he was in this movie. So. Yeah, he's coming back for revenge. (laughs) Yeah, which I honestly think that might be the stupidest part of the movie, if possible, because it's like he very, very much died in the first movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in his robot suit. The fact that the end of the first Avatar movie is a fucking mech robot (laughs) boss fight is the coolest shit ever. And nobody talks about it. So stoned at that point. I was like, I'm still into this. (laughs) Oh god. Anyway, now to talk about other uh fantastical special effects people and stuff. Uh Ant-Man and the Wasp in the Quantum Mania. It could be in your urethra right now, you'll never know. Yeah. They could be crawling around your butt. <laughs> Hope they like the the taste in there. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so god. Ant-Man and the Wasp uh the third one. Um I I I mean I don't know. I don't really care. I don't either. Especially like the the way that the movie the movie that makes you look like oh, the world of the qu- the quantum realm. It's like oh my god, it just kind of looks like any other of like Marvel's big CGI, like, like magical worlds, like sci-fi realms. Like it looks like it could be a guardians of the galaxy world or something like that. I don't know. Lewis, you were more into these, uh, whoosh kapow movies. How do you feel about this one? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, this trailer, I'll, I'll be honest, didn't do a ton for me. And, and I think, honestly, most of my excitement for this movie is coming from, like, trailer descriptions from what they showed at D23. Um, but I liked both of the, the anime movies a lot. I, I think they're 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 some of the better MCU movies. Um, I think they're they're really fun. I find Paul Rudd uh, endlessly charming. Evangeline Lilly, I think, had like a weird anti-vax thing. <laughs> <laughs> during covid which is is rough to deal with um but uh i also like see like this is clearly like setting up like more like young avengers stuff and that that kind of gets me excited but more than anything just seeing uh jonathan majors in there um as kang and as the kang that like we know from the comic books like he had like the whole like purple face at some point um that that gets me really excited and i i also um i like the idea of an ant-man movie like actually having like significant 
impact on the course of uh this next saga of the mcu the multiverse saga so i'm really curious to see how how it all comes together especially because yeah especially because the first two ant-man movies uh were basically like yeah honestly (laughs) like yeah when you say like ant-man was one of the better movies i I don't know ant-man one just feels like just it's superhero the movie like there's nothing special about it it's just a very generic like paint by numbers marvel movie like that when i think of like generic marvel movie that's the first one that pops in my head uh and i never saw the second one uh but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's got to be uh, a lot better than the Woosh Kapow movie that me and Lewis saw this past month. So <laughs> wait, that, I haven't seen the movie. Wait, wait what, what's well, the movie? What? what, what but, uh, no, no. So yeah, so the so we're going to go into Lewis's Woosh Kapow corner now. <laughs> So now we're in Lewis's whoosh kapow corner where the the first one we're going to talk about is the, the, the movie that came out this past month. It was Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Black Adam, uh, the movie that was uh, at 13 years in the making. Uh, we, <laughs> I we'll, haven't seen this movie, but I love your two notes here. They're just so perfect together. Yeah, uh, one of them is worse than Morbius, which I never <laughs> thought that I would say about any movie. But it really is true because for as bad as Morbius is, it's inconsequential and stupid enough that like it's not as offensive. Whereas this movie is just the most soulless, unoriginal and and on such like a higher scale. And it just it just felt so like pandering and insulting to me. I, I hated everything everything about black adam and i i think it's one of aside from the first uh, justice league and the first suicide squad i think it's the worst movie in the dc universe movies it's one of the worst superhero movies ever made it, it is painful it, it feels like a movie made for the dumbest person on the planet it, it is so fucking stupid it, it is every fucking superhero cliche you could possibly have i love these movies and even i am like fuck what is happening here? I was even at a certain point, I was looking forward to seeing this fucking movie. I was like, oh, we got the Justice Society. We got Dr. Fate, fucking Hawkman. Great. Oh, yeah. How Can't do you like, like that about your how do you like your Dr. Fate? It's like, oh, this that we're going to have our Dr. Fate. And then it's like, all right, that was all that you'll ever see of Dr. Fate in this universe. Now, who is Dr. Fate? <laughs> a nobody or he's. Dr. Fate's like a like a B-list, I'd say, uh, DC superhero. Oh, I'm saying who, 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 he, who portrayed him. It was Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Very nice. Yeah, because you know that they're not getting him back from one movie. No. So, <laughs> like, yeah, he got his money and ran. That's what you got to do with these fucking movies. Yeah, uh, him but the blandest fucking uh, Dr. Strange ripoff I've ever seen in my life, which isn't like really like how I would describe <laughs> Dr. Fate at all. Um, so I was like, I was like, it's such like a clear like them trying to do the Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, no, everything about this movie, there's not a single fucking original idea in this movie. Because for even all of the super from the past, however long ago that I don't like, there's at least like something visually distinct about it. But this movie, everything about this from story to character to jokes to special effects is all lifted from every superhero movie of the past 10 years. It's like the doctor, Dr. Fate is just Dr. Strange. We got Adam Smasher who's like, all right, that's Ant-Man. Like when he's like, you know, giant man. And he's also like 
Tom Holland Spider Man, where he's just like, oh, geez, guys, I don't know if I can do it. Adam Smasher, is it A T O M Smasher or A D A M Smasher? A T O M. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we've got uh, the, oh, it's like, uh, like Aquaman, Black Panther, where it's like, oh, we've got this ancient civilization that has like, you know, this 40 minute long intro, and then it becomes Tomb Raider, and then we're like, you know, digging up a Black Adam, and then it's Iron Man 1, where we're flying through the desert fighting the military and terrorists, and then it's fucking Quicksilver, they're doing Quicksilver scenes in 2022, and then the needle drops to are, are just so obvious it's like oh black adam what's his song gonna be it's gonna be well let's what well let's see the two uh words that are in the black adam's title all right well i don't really know if there's any songs with adam in it i don't think blink 182 is gonna really uh fit into here all right well uh, paint it black yeah let's just do that it's got black in the title that's gonna be the quicksilver uh needle drop doesn't fit the scene at all and even if it did the rest of it is so ugly and unappealing and uninteresting to look at that it doesn't fucking matter yeah and the, and then at the post credit scene reveal is that oh god it's henry cavill is back as superman even though he never fucking went anywhere he's the only superman that we've had for the past 10 years it's like all right if maybe if there was a, another guy who played superman at some point and it's like oh we're getting henry cavill back I but there's just there's no reveal but like, there hasn't been a super there hasn't been a superman movie in a decade so yeah, it's just good to see him on the screen again but like no yeah the, the whole and, thing is and, they're and, they're acting like like it's this whole like oh henry cavill's back Guess the fuck what? We never got any confirmation that he wasn't back. We were all supposed to be operating under the assumption that Henry Cavill was still Superman. Based on the continuity they gave us, based on the fucking ending of Shazam, we were supposed to assume Henry Cavill's coming the fuck back. And then to act like this is a big reveal is asinine. It is completely insane. And you know what's worse? It's just a bad scene. It's completely uninteresting. It's such a fucking filler moment of just how can we get Superman on screen? They're not actually teasing any interesting conflict between Black Adam and Henry Cavill's Superman at all. They're just saying that, like, you made a lot of people nervous. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And also, I think think we inherently not an interesting fucking fight. Guess what? Black Adam and Superman fight. Black Adam wins in two seconds. This is not like a flash Superman race. It doesn't like have like that same like, oh, the age old question. It's just stupid and it's just stupid. And it seems like (laughs) as much as fucking The Rock likes Black Adam, he seems to really be embarrassed by the fact that he's attached to the character of Shazam, which I get. But like, and and just inserting Superman into that role instead is so stupid. No, yeah, but also the fact that it's just like, oh my god, what's it gonna look like when they fight? It's gonna look like every action scene in this movie. Two people zooming into each other really fast, and then you can't see what's happening. And then it's just, a whoosh capel. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, there's not gonna be any interesting choreography that's gonna happen when these two fight. It's just gonna be them flying into each other for. 20 minutes yeah no and then and then also the other thing where it's like the hype around this like everyone knew what the post credit scene was before the movie even came out because they were just did such a bad job at keeping it under wraps fucking the rock tweeted it out like not even though they did a bad job keeping it under wraps they were (laughs) all talking about it movie yeah no they tweeted it was like oh superman and i we're gonna have we're gonna have to talk and it's like 
oh, I can't wait to see what the the end credit scene is going to be. And then there was that fucking video of that guy in the theater watching the Black Adam like the post credit scene and he had like his cell phone like illuminating his face and some guy like three rows ahead of him was filming it and he had like just the most overreactive like screaming thing it's like oh yeah that's your natural reaction in this in this moment right now that's a reddit moment oh yeah no it was it, it's a it's a fucking tiktok uh uh like move this is also what I fucking hate about this you movie. watch it, you you're in the theater, you're scrolling TikTok on your phone. I was, I was it was really hard for me to stay awake during that climax where he literally fights the devil. That happens <laughs> in the movie. It's so and then the devil came. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> and then you know what else is so funny is and I, I we're gonna get off of this topic, but is I can sit here. Movie, and just, is this movie literally like two kids fighting where it's like, oh, I punch you, oh, but I move out of the way really fast and I got a gun and I killed you. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. To me, I have super electricity strength. Yeah, it's like, is that literally what this movie yeah. is? Yes. Basically. Yeah, because Black Adam, it's like, oh, it's like he's the most powerful person ever. So who, who could he fight? I don't know. The devil? <laughs> That's what he's going to fight at the end of the movie. That'll give him. I don't know. Depression? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the sequel. Black Adam fights depression. That was me during this movie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I could sit here and just talk about black adam and how bad it was all day but i do think we need to move on to some other fish that so needs to be fried more to cover. uh the the template for black adam venom uh <laughs> venom 3 uh has a director at this point uh her name is kelly marcel who was the writer of the first two films and i don't know if that gives me any sort of hope because uh it gives me the really opposite s- of hope that's yeah, not it's a just fucking sign considering she didn't exactly like write those movies. Well, I mean, granted, I haven't read her screenplays. I don't know how much changed from her draft to what actually went up on screen. So give her the benefit. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not already going to be back for this. It's not a personal attack against her and her ability specifically. It's just that those are badly written movies like by committee. Like I'm sure that yeah, it's not. And I'm like, sure it was by committee. Sure she's a fine writer. Is, is Tom Hardy going to be back for this? Sure, he would be. Why? Well, I, I, I have no reason to think he wouldn't. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know who's going to fight now, like Mega Carnage. Uh, there, there's more symbiotes that, that he can go after. I, I honestly think that like this deep into a Venom franchise to not have him fighting a superhero is stupid. Um, so I yeah, you know give him a superhero. It's the same problem with Black Adam where it's like, oh, they're the villain and they're leading their. So it's they still have to be the protagonist. So they just have to fight someone who's more eviler than them. Yeah, it would be really cool to have a supervillain movie that's not that to just be like, no, this guy's a piece of shit. But like, this is all from his perspective. Like, this is like even like kind of like Avengers Infinity War is kind of that. Like, it's ultimately about Thanos more so than any of the other characters in the movie. Um, but <laughs> but like Black Adam was about nothing and no one. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully they find some sort of balance. I can't think of like because they're not going to put a superhero in it actually that would be uh that would just make sense uh so they'll probably do like just venom like versus morbius make it happen oh god please that would be great i would love that <laughs> oh, i'm still not gonna watch morbius but i'll watch it oh come on dude i think we have to watch morbius the amount of stuff that we that dude we- i tried watching it on a plane <laughs> i got three minutes in and i went i'm fucking done <laughs> I mean, I already know the whole movie. I'm going to close my eyes and listen to music. I'm going to stare at the ceiling and listen to music. Uh, Well, anyway, so now we're moving on to the other realm of the the superhero uh, thing. Louis, actually, you want to take control of 
Sure, yeah. DC finally went out and got themselves a Kevin Feige, um, which is uh, exciting. They've really needed someone to kind of be taking the reins here creatively and executing a singular vision instead of whatever the fuck they have been doing. There's been a search going on for a while, and um, a lot of names have like come in and out, but they did settle on two. Uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran. And uh, James Gunn, you obviously know, is the director of The Suicide Squad and of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Safran is uh, just a producer uh, with in um within wb i don't know much about him but he seems to be uh, involved in like the conjuring franchise so he seems to have an idea of like just how like wb franchises work and with james gunn's actual knowledge of dc uh that should hopefully like turn into some good movies so they are now co-ceos of dc films and that is a division of warner brothers that overlooks dc movies tv and animation yeah, I I, uh, I don't think that this is as great of news as it, it's being seemed to be. It's like, oh, they finally got Kevin Feige. Great. They finally got a fucking corporate overlord who's going to fucking sand the edges of everything and make everything like it's, so cookie cutter and generic it's and James into the Gunn, mold. Which I think like works like I, I say what you will, but like I think James Gunn is like never put out a bad movie. I think he's always been like the most interesting director in whatever franchise he's working within. He has a great like uh story uh, like just storytelling ability i think in general and a, a great ability to create like some pretty poignant emotional connections between characters this is something that like black adam could have really fucking used because we have all of these characters being introduced at once none of them uh carrying any like emotional weight and i think they need someone who understands story a little bit more and i think james gunn is is, is the guy for that and i i think also it just helps to like maybe we don't draw from uh you know the top tier like the fact that James Gunn put together a Suicide Squad movie that had fucking weasel and arm fall off for, for like two minutes. The, fuck, the detachable kid. Yeah, for like, like two minutes. For two it's minutes. But the then like with the main roster is fucking like Bloodsport. Um, we we got um, Ratcatcher 2. Uh, the fucking uh, what's his name was one of the villains. Uh, Peter Cabaldi played him. I can't think of his name. Yeah. But, but like, I think they, it's a, it, it's nothing against James Gunn. Like peacemaker. He made, he, I mean, he, come on. You know, he made some good movies. It's just that, like, I don't want every movie to now be like an attempt at being a James Gunn movie. Like, I think that the thing that that DC at least had going for it is that like all of their movies were just so fucking totally inconsistent with each other that every once in a while you got some weird outlier that was like something really different and interesting like how the suicide squad the batman i'll even say joker even though i didn't like the movie but it's like at least they're going they're taking some like different aesthetic and like you know like directions with it whereas i I just don't want them to become marvel where every movie just looks the same and feels the same and has like this unity vision i don't really i'm not really on board that's what makes the money Dude, Joker made a billion dollars. A movie, a fucking Scorsese ripoff that had no whoosh kapow in it. Yeah, but like, we're still dollars. banking on the popularity of Batman characters with that. Like, I yeah, yeah but it's not the no, same you, metric. Yeah, no, but you'll still make the money. You don't need to make it all the same in order for it to. That's why Marvel like, right now is suffering all the same, and we don't even really know like what their exertion over the creative process is going to be. Like, I don't believe that uh, this DC Films division of WB is going to operate the same as Marvel Studios. There's no real reason to believe that. I, I mean, other than them searching for a figurehead. Yeah, other than them trying to do it for the last 10 years and they're every fucking time. trying to find someone to keep a consistent story throughout their movies. If they're building a universe, they need someone to keep track of all of it. And like, I, I think that like it's stupid of them not to do that in the first place. That 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 is a that is a person that needs to exist if that's uh, a goal that they have for that franchise. I, I you know I, I think we're gonna have to like see what the 
new regime turns out. But God, I would rather like a million James Gunn movies have a million fucking Black Adam nonsense. But I mean, I'd also like to have like every once in a while, like the like a Batman or yeah, but like we, we're even like still getting all of that. Like, yeah. you know, the Joker sequel with uh, Lady Gaga is apparently still happening. We're getting a um, sequel to the Batman in 2025. Like this Elseworlds kind of uh, situation will continue on. It will just I actually don't even know if that will fall under James Gunn's purview or if he's just working on like interconnected stuff. But with him being across movies, TV and animation, you would think it's just kind of like a broad, uh, you know, a broad brain he has. All right. Well, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, yeah. So um, Captain America four and the Thunderbolts have signed uh, Harrison Ford to replace William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. Um, Why? Yeah, like we could we could just accept that William Hurt's an old guy and he probably and he died. Like we don't need to have another old guy come in to replace him, especially so, if it's like we're making in-universe reasons for why T'Challa is dead. Like no, why so do we need reason to recast this. this character? There there is a reason for this. So, um one, the Thunderbolts, which is the the team that they're making a movie out of is named after Thunderbolt Ross. Um, But more importantly, I I don't think they would have done this unless uh, they were having plans of turning that character into Red Hulk. Um, And I I assume that by the end of Thunderbolts, that's what we're going to have. And and I think that's that's why they would recast it in the first place. Otherwise, yeah, you just write them off. I do just like that. There is a character just called Red Hulk, sometimes referred to as Rolk. (laughs) Rolk. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so also one thing and uh, just like a little explainer piece here. So the MCU release date shifted. um, Secret Wars, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four and Blade all just got pushed back. And Deadpool 3 had like just gotten the announcement of their release date like two weeks before this. Um, And for this reason and because this happens all the fucking time, I am no longer going to give details on like them slating release dates because they they all don't fucking matter. They never stick to to what they're going to do. So uh, no, no more of that news from us, probably, because then we have to do these. Push them, push them as far away from me as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On another note, the Spawn movie is still alive. Todd McFarlane from what I understand, is still attached direct. And shockingly, Jamie Foxx is still interested in uh, starring. It looks like they're throwing out the script that they've already had, and they hired new writers, uh, including Joker's Scott Silver, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's Malcolm Spellman, and Hollywood Reporter described them as a rising scribe, Matt Mixon. They're all teaming up uh, to uh, do the feature for Bloomhouse, which has been in development since 2017. I don't know if this movie's ever fucking happening, guys. Um, but it it won't seem to fully die. So really curious about it. I mean, like one, just to see what Todd McFarlane does as a director, that's going to be weird and probably bad. He's directed like a couple music videos, but I think that's about it. Um, Spawn is like not like a character. I think that really holds up very well uh, today. (laughs) Um, It's 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 fucking 90s edgelord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, So, you know, we'll we'll spawn or blade. No, spawn. 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 Okay. Dan is so fucking out of this conversation. Yeah, he is just so. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I am just. I got. <laughs> I, I don't know what this stuff is. Fair enough. You could be speaking French right now. Kiva Schaefer of the Lonely Island is uh, attached to direct a Naked Gun reboot with Liam Neeson to star in it. 
Um, I mean, I just pick him because his name looks similar to Leslie Nielsen. Well, I think it's also the idea that because <laughs> like Leslie Nielsen was like a like a serious actor and then they put him in a goofy comedy and like, I guess playing with the, the perception of Liam Neeson as like, you know, this, this, this tough badass who's going to kick everyone's ass. And then he's goofy. I mean, it's not like, I mean, Seth MacFarlane's been doing that for however Neeson. So I don't know if it'll be that much of a relation to see Liam Neeson being like, you know, a ball, but I think if anyone could take this movie uh, as a director, I mean, Akiva Schaefer, like, he they did the Chip and Dale movie and like, you know, pop star and like, you know, doing movies that like, you know, really do like are very referential and meta. And and I think that that like is probably like a decent, uh, you know, pull for a, the type of movie like that, I guess. Is Leslie Nielsen is the Leslie Nielsen still walking this earth? No, nah, he I don't believe so. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. So at least they can't have the surprise cameo. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I'm glad he's dead. He'll play a judge for five minutes. <laughs> like like Fonzie in the Drake and Josh movie. <laughs> well, you know what? Leslie Nielsen is plays old. a judge for like five minutes. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen's as old as the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and he also won't be in Velocipaster 2, which uh, their crowdfunding campaign uh, launched in October. Uh, it's a very it was a viral micro budget horror movie Velocipaster. Uh, it is as it sounds like it's a pastor who turns into a Velociraptor. Um, <laughs> that yeah. is a Tubi movie if I've ever heard one. Like yeah, I think that like an extremely Tubi movie. Yeah, it's just like based on like the ironic nature of the title. I feel like is where Velocipaster kind of got its uh, <laughs> where it got its you know its its notoriety. Yeah, for sure. And, and look, I haven't seen this, but it is it is micro budget horror that did really well. Um, and so I just wanted to uplift that it does have a crowdfunding campaign right now. I think it's on Kickstarter. They're only like a quarter of the way funded and there's only like eight days left of the campaign. Uh, as of right now, it's November 3rd. Uh, so I don't know if you, if you like Velocipaster, maybe help them out. Yeah. I don't know, it, it, this feels like one of those like movies that's like is trying to be a so bad it's good like it looks like Sharknado like I feel like we're going down a Sharknado route where there's going to be like seven sequels and they're all just going to go to Tubi <laughs> all going to be shit look on the other end of, of things there's Terrifier 2 which just came out and like made fucking money yeah it's um, like yeah that they, came they, from this they made it a, a fucking a three and a half hour long fucking excursion <laughs> out of this like stupid and cloud deal. movie. <laughs> um, on another note, uh, so just, and just kind of like good for him news, um, Elliot Page has uh, set the first project for his new production company, Page Boys Productions. Um, it's called Backspot and it's described as a queer cheerleading film. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. So, I just think it sounds cool. I'll, I'll see it. But I'm a cheerleader type of uh, type of vibes. I'm I'm for it. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I'm like, just I I think uh, Whippet's really great. So like, anytime Elliot Page has like role behind camera in a movie, I'm like, I'm kind of interested. I want to know what you did there because uh, I I think he's got some real uh, one. I think he has a very interesting perspective, and uh, also has just like a nose for like weird kind of like offbeat story. So I'm curious to uh, to see how this plays out. No, yeah, I'll certainly be also want to see like a career trajectory like post transition for um, the yeah, where sure. like um 
Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson joined. Trans- Didn't Pete Davidson announce he was taking a break from acting? He yeah, lied. He's tra- well, yeah, he's in Transformers. That's that's a break from acting. Um, <laughs> he's probably going to be in like five seconds and then get stepped on by a robot. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. The Transformers movies just assemble like the most random fucking cast. Like remember Francis McDormand was in the third one. And then like oh, Stanley Tucci was in like the fourth. I knew that one. one. <laughs> and he played Merlin in the fifth movie. And Did Anthony really? Hopkins was in the Anthony Hopkins was in the fifth movie. Wait, Tucci played <laughs> as what? Wait. As a, an old guy. <laughs> Stanley. I Tucci. thought he voiced a robot. No, he was a person. That would have been like a that would have been like a George Orwell type shit. <laughs> you mean what wait, you mean you mean Orson Welles? Orson Welles. Orson Welles as, yeah, as Unicron. I think of all of the useless uh, celebrity, uh, vo- uh, like you know, casting decisions, nothing will ever beat Orson Welles in uh, the nineteen eighty six animated movie. <laughs> no one will ever be able to phone it in like Orson Welles did in the Transformers the movie. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I forgot that this was happening. Yeah, yeah I completely no. forgot that this was a movie that was coming out. I guess they're basing this one more on like Beast Wars that. Uh, ugly cg animated series from i think when are we getting when are we getting a beetleborgs movie <laughs> right after the yeah. butt ugly martians movie <laughs> you beat me to it i was gonna say the butt ugly <laughs> no what about the mr meaty movie I, i'll be dead in the grave before that happens <laughs> i will be first in line for mr meaty the movie <laughs> you'll be dragging my corpse to the <laughs> I will, to yeah. see the mr meaty uh Mr. Schmeedy. I'll be giving you mouth to mouth, just blowing weed smoke in your mouth. So it'll be like old time. That might be the only thing to bring me back to life. (laughs) You're going to resuscitate him like fucking smelling salts with a nug under. (laughs) Uh, Come on, we got to go see the Mr. Meaty movie. Get up. Babe, wake up. The Mr. Meaty movie just dropped. Uh, Is Michael Bay even directing this movie? I don't even think he is. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just keep moving on. Uh, what's next? Dune, Dune part two has been moved a whole four days. Wow. That's not news. I'm sorry, Lewis. We could have cut that. <laughs> well, you should have told me before we started recording. You messaged me desperately looking for stories, Michael. All right. Well, then we could just uh, we could just delete that. Evil um, Dead Rise. Uh, yeah. So uh, a little Halloween treat on Halloween. They released the first image of Evil Dead Rise, and it's a scary, uh, scary zombie person. How does it look? I guess it's, I don't know, it's not enough to really gauge how the movie's gonna be. I don't think it'll be anywhere near as good as the Evil Dead remake, which I just watched for the first time, like, a few weeks ago. The 2013 Evil Dead remake, that, that really is one of the most underrated horror movies of, like, the last couple of years. I can't believe people don't talk about it as much. That makes me so happy to hear you say. Um, no, yeah, and, I'm, I, and I know Lewis had been hyping it up to me for years, and I knew, like, oh, he's just, he's the Evil Dead fan, so of course he's gonna love this. So, I, I but, but no, I think it really is, like, you know, just, like, a completely different, like, approach from the original movies, and I'm glad that they did. I hope this one, I feel like is Bruce Campbell's gonna be in this movie. I feel like this one's, is it, is he? No, no, he's not in this. Um, so Evil Dead Rise, all I really know about it, I think the two main characters are sisters and that it takes place in like a high rise, like in a city, I think in L.A. specifically, um, instead of like a cabin in the woods. Um, 
I, I gotta say, I, I was a little bummed by this, not because like there's anything like wrong with what they showed, but just that like they were like, you're gonna get like your first look at Evil Dead Rise on Halloween, and that was like a month before Halloween. So we all just thought like, oh, we're getting a trailer, uh, and we just got like a picture of a deadite that looks like it could be from any movie um and then we got like the logo treatment and and the one thing i'll say that like did have me like really interested and maybe even excited is that the logo treatment is very similar to the 2013 uh evil dead logo so it makes me think maybe that they're connected in some way which like i just really want that story to kind of not necessarily like with um Mia that character but like I do want like that story in that world kind of explored more because we had so much time to explore Ash's end of the Evil Dead universe I'd love to see more of Mia's um, but this is like nothing to go off of. so uh, hopefully we get some more info soon we do know that it's getting a you know actual like theatrical release now thank Christ because this was originally slated for HBO Max uh, and was you know in contention to be written off as a fucking tax rebate for <laughs> for WB Discovery so uh, luckily it survived that it's getting its release in April um, looking forward to it hopefully it uh, is at least you know okay uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see what it comes out. I just hope that it's not like too much because, again, that, that image did look a little bit too much like not even just any Evil Dead movie, just like any movie, like any movie, any Could horror movie, any movie like yeah. zombies or anything like that. So hopefully it's a little bit more uh, distinct. Um, so you movies that are distinct. Uh, Apollo 10 and a half. This is Richard Linklater's uh, rotoscope animated movie. Um, it was released on Netflix earlier in the year. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've been interested in it. I like uh, Richard Linklater's uh, rotoscope animated movies. I think Waking Life is a really, uh, really interesting one. Um, and I wanted to see this. Um, this uh, it was deemed as ineligible for uh, best animated film at the Oscars because rotoscoping i guess is an animation uh because it's too much of there's too much live action influence i guess and then that deemed it eligible to be nominated for uh animated film at the oscars okay. which i think is stupid <laughs> that's bullshit i'm looking at screenshots of this i want to i gotta see the trailer or at least see the movie no yeah it's certainly a movie i'm gonna get i'm gonna try to get to soon especially because it feels like richard better has been making a lot yeah he's been making a lot of movies lately like, like, I don't know, like, where'd you go, Bernadette and The Last Flag Flying, which, like, don't doesn't really feel like Richard Linklater movies. But this this kind of does where it's like, oh, this feels like a, a signature style of his. Like he he kind of pioneered like that, that waking life scanner darkly type of thing. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you want to move on to the next thing? Yeah, some some more quick horror news before we. uh uh, start closing shit out. Uh, we have a, another Saw movie coming, whether you like it or not. I think this is the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Is Chris Rock in them? I, I don't well, think Chris Rock is going to be in this one. Uh, he was in the last mm. one and it was terrible. Um, it's <laughs> set for an October 27th, 2023 release date and Tony, uh, Tony, Tobin Bell is returning. Uh, Tobin Bell played Jigsaw in the original films. This does nothing for me. Um, was he in was he in Jigsaw? The the 2017 Jigsaw? I don't believe Jigsaw? he was. No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh I don't know. I've never seen a Saw movie. I don't really care. They uh, haven't made a good Saw movie since Saw 2. Uh, and you know that's even debatable um it, it's it's a franchise comprised of mostly terrible movies uh i don't think you're really missing much 
I think when I was a kid, like I thought all horror movies were just saw. And that's why I thought horror movies were bad. That's fair. At the time, uh, all horror movies were saw for a while. <laughs> like I also thought horror movies were bad for that reason. Yeah. Speaking of more uh, horror movies that are probably going to be bad, <laughs> The Conjuring 4. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, it's happening. It's in the works at Universal. I think they announced in like a fucking tweet. Um, Those bastards. <laughs> uh, James Wan is still producing, but not direct. Sorry. <laughs> still producing, but not directing. And it's being written by the folks who wrote the Aquaman sequel that we have not seen yet. So, yeah. Conjuring 4 eventually but in even scarier news lena dunham has hinted at adapting the Polly pocket toys into a feature film oh no how much worse i want do you there think to this be a twist at the end kind of like the lego movie how it's like this is some dude's lego collection but i want it to be some girl's Polly pocket collection and she eats the shoes and the little bird <laughs> she eats the fucking clothes no movie will no Polly pocket movie will be as good as Polly pocket clothes tastes <laughs> What if an hour into the Polly Pocket movie, yeah, we just have like a giant hand reach from like off screen and just and rip off someone's shoe? And yeah, the fucking, those are macro plastics in your blood. <laughs> oh yeah. uh, God! Uh, but yeah, so this 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 gives big vibes of when uh, Amy Schumer was gonna do the Barbie movie. Like, a, it feels like that. Yeah, there's gonna be a way worse version of the Barbie movie, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not going to be French New Wave. Yeah. <laughs> Lena Dunham really does just want to be Greta Gerwig. Like, she had, like, some Sundance movie released about, like, her upbringing or whatever. And it's like, all right. Did she really? <laughs> or something like that. She's just a movie. terrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to see Lena Dunham, like, you know, explore her own I don't want to see her succeed. Yeah. I don't want to see her, like, put her, her own her life on the screen because then she'll end up doing something stupid like admitting that she fucking fingered her cousin or something oh, like that you already admitted that yeah i know that's that's the thing it was her sister yeah oh so it's even worse okay great uh i think we could skip knives out i don't really know if that's much of a story let's I, just I talk about dismember and so people Abbott. have been really I'm, I'm gonna do it is that okay yeah, i'll do okay, it really quick go go for it fine okay so people have been really stressed out about uh, Knives Out. Gla- uh, I'm sorry, Glass Onion and Knives Out mystery um, because it's a Netflix film and they don't typically get theatrical runs. Uh, well, it has been confirmed for a one week theatrical run uh, and it will be carried by like the major uh, movie theaters, which is the roadshow kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, like typically like I don't think AMC like shows Netflix movies like on principle typically. So the fact that like they they will be showing uh Glass Onion I think is pretty significant. Um it's going to be also playing in some select locations in the US and overseas. Uh that the actual run is, you know, Thanksgiving week, 20 the 23rd to the 29th, and they're saying it's a part of like this campaign that they're having to just kind of inventize the film. I guess they really want that month later premiere on Netflix to go off like gangbusters because people aren't happy with Netflix right now. I don't know if you've been noticing, guys. Oh, yeah, because uh, the movie looks, uh, yeah, because because uh, ne- whenever Netflix makes a movie, they just dump it on their service and then uh, they forget about it in a month. Yes. Yeah. Pretty like you, we didn't even remember there was that lost film that got Orson Welles. Yeah, the lost Orson Welles film that got finished, and I I heard about it on TikTok. Yeah, and 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 even like and we were just a month old. Yeah, and we point. just finished talking about a Richard Gope animation movie. That's a I would go 
that and it's available for me to watch whenever i want and it's how just, long has it been on netflix i don't know like six months holy shit yeah, Wait, that's out yeah it's been out like it's on netflix right now you can watch it i had no idea i thought this was all like i thought it was like a festival movie right now wow yeah is this is how bad netflix is at campaigning their movies rough uh Anyway, let's get back to the magic of the movies. I'm glad that Knives Out 2 will be able to experience the glory of cinema, much like we did when we went to the Dismember the Alamo uh, this month. Our first Dismember in four years. My God. It, it was, was a glorious day. Certainly it was an interesting a trip. return, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so this movie... So we were a little skeptical because we thought that, like, you know, since post-pandemic, the Alamo as a whole company has had to take a little bit of uh, less risks, be a little less experimental than they usually have been. So we were kind of worried that like, all right, they're going to bring back Dismember. It'll probably be like very like corporately mandated. The movies are probably not going to be as interesting or as, you know, weird or unique. That certainly was not the issue uh, because of the realize that the corporate that was uh, funding the movie marathon was agfa so it's like oh they're gonna show all of the weird like underground like shot on video bullshit that we wanted to see for years it was like a little mini video vortex yeah yeah it it definitely had video vortex vibe i guess that was the guy who did video vortex that yeah kind of like introducing it at least for at least for our location you know yeah Um, although it was a great time i i liked pretty much all the movies that were shown for the most yeah. part the the worst things that were, the only bad things about it were that it was shortened it used to be a lot longer uh, so it was four movies and well, um, wasn't even a movie and it felt a little corporate too like it opened with regular theatrical trailers yeah it's like no we some want, reason yeah we want we want like you know like you know tailor-made specified like trailers that have that are you know themed to what the movie we're gonna watch is but and then again to- all of the movies just fucking vhs bullshit so yeah uh, and they had to start at a very specific time so they had enough time to clean up before the showing of black adam at 7 15 in the same theater yeah that's the thing is like it, it usually felt like an all-day event like this is for you it used to be in the big one in the back yeah this one was like they they got like the second biggest one yeah but you know no but they they had the vendors come out and i haven't seen guys in years and i bought fucked up movies from them that will probably a patty smith vinyl sweet awesome i bought a movie that had titties on the cover uh <laughs> christmas themed right yeah it was a christmas movie and the, it was like it, the it movie called? is called don't open until christmas <laughs> and it and on it it had a naked woman about to be stabbed and i was like i gotta get this it's christmas and boobs it's my favorite two yeah. favorite things and he needed uh, something to cover his erection with <laughs> if it only had a lesbian Kristen Stewart on it, we'd be yeah. fucking drowning in his cum in that theater. He'd be on Easy Street. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so the movies that they showed, uh, the first movie was called Uninvited, uh, and it's not related to The Uninvited, which was like, there was that was some horror movie in like 2008, 2009. And the, yeah, one of those uh, movies that made me think like, oh, a horror movie bad but uh this movie was about a, a, a cat who's been experimented on by scientists and there's like an evil gremlin monster living inside of the cat and whenever the cat goes to kill somebody the little gremlin monster puppet comes out of his skin and like eats people and then and then it becomes trial yeah, and then it becomes triangle of sadness 
college girls go for spring break on some billionaire's yacht and they're like you know living it up uh dangerously and, and then, then but the but the billionaire is also trying to get to where is he trying to get to the cat uh stumbles on on board the ship and then the cat uh starts eating everybody yeah, and, and then, silly and, and stupid and fun. Yeah, uh, and the, oh, the billionaire guy's trying to get to like some offshore bank account so he can get illegal money and then flee the country. So that's his motivation. Who cares? The bad guy. It doesn't yeah, matter. Cat dumb. eats people. But it was the best movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it was actually like, it seems like to be pretty self aware. 1000% the best movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was also funny every seeing every time that they were like holding the cat and you could clearly see that that cat did not want to be held. <laughs> I also like the ending a lot when they're in the boat. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, oh no, it's not over yet. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis, what did you think of this movie? Uh, yeah, it was probably my favorite of, of, of the movies we watched that day. I, I, I think it's just like such a fucking blast. It's the one I keep thinking about. <laughs> I After bought this movie at the at, at the uh, Alamo when they when they brought it out at the end. I, I bought the Blu-ray for this movie. <laughs> good, good. I mean, that movie needs to How continue. How much did you pay forever. for that Blu-ray, Michael? What? How much did you pay for that Blu-ray? I don't know. It was probably like twenty dollars or something. Oh, okay. That and the Boop movie. But anyway, <laughs> the Boop movie. <laughs> um, the second movie was was one I was a little bit more uh, into. It was called Cemetery of Terror. Um, yeah. and it it's just like a Spanish. Like a Spanish zombie flick um, from the 80s. It, it, it's, you know, pretty slow in parts and uh, not always like <laughs> not always super engaging. But I, I just love the vibes of it. Like just like that 80s kind of uh, 80s horror uh, look like almost to the point where like it looked like they were emulating a period that they were already in but like being referential of it it's hard to explain but like uh just the the cinematography like the way the way it looked like really carried it for me uh i had a really good time with it i think i will probably pick that one up at some point um i i i was uh fighting for my life trying to stay awake during this movie uh Jason it was did not make this yeah no I, the second movie slump really hit me hard on this because this one, yeah. it's usually Lewis who gets too sloppy in the first movie, and then by the second movie, you're just completely. Which one? Done. Was this? this was the the Spanish zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Uh, it was. It was very slow to start. I think it it becomes more exciting and fun later on. Like it gets a little sillier. It's also, and, but it, it has moments that are really fucking funny. Uh, yeah, I thought with the trick or treater. Nice, or nice today, today is Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Did that? <laughs> yeah, I I went on. Uh, it's actually on Shutter. Just to watch that scene again. Also on YouTube in full. Yeah, but on YouTube, it on YouTube the subtitles are incorrect. It says "Have fun, have fun." Today is Halloween. It's not incorrect. It's just a different translation. Yeah, no, but it's nice, nice. Today is Halloween. That's what (laughs) the movie said. That makes sense. Yeah. and then the and then the third movie wasn't even a real movie. It was like a fucking trailer show of like you know the movie trailers. I mean, there were some. The foreign trailers were really cool. It showed some of the like, Ugandan movie trailers. I believe it was all and, like shot on video movies, though. Was like the theme of it. Yeah, but dude, I remember at one point they it faded to black after one, and then they showed more. And we were just like, oh, like you heard like a visible or no? What was it? One of them went on way too long. Yeah, I think it was just that this this movie i if i was sitting on my couch watching this i would be in heaven but i think i wanted a real movie 
at yeah, that for sure. Time. I feel like we got baited and switched a little bit with this one. Why? Why would you show us? And we were not the only ones that felt this way. Like a lot of people it was too long. Seemed to be upset. It was. Well, yeah, it was a full length movie worth of trailers, uh, which is just horrible. is fine in other contexts. But like, God, not what the people there signed up for. Like, why would you think that that's the way to go? Again, me and me and Lewis and Anthony, we watch horror movie, B movie horror trailers all the time when we're at home stoned on our couch and we're just like, you know, talking over them and laughing at stuff. But I don't know. In the theater context, if this was the only one, like if it was a video vortex where they showed this that would be I'd go to that because that's a rowdy showing anyway. Right? Yeah. But like, I, I, I don't know, like to, to just like unannounced drop this in between three other movies. I just felt like we could have just got a fourth movie. Like I would have rather just had that. Like yeah. even, it could have been just as short and just as like, you know, just as low budget. But and also the intermissions were not nearly long enough. <laughs> like I did not have enough time to pee during these. Oh, intermissions. No, they were bad. We were use, I was I was using my fucking wild. phone. I was using my phone flashlight like a sham to f- like fucking seat because the title card was already on for the second movie. They literally give you a, a femto second to take a piss. Yeah, because also they have the vendors like in between the showing. So it's like I want to go see what they got going on in between the movies. But no, we need to condense it. We need to show Black Adam at 715 in this theater. We cannot go off schedule. Yeah, I remember between like one of the movies, I was like, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to smoke some weed and I'm going to call my wife on the phone and then come back in and then uh, buy some more VHS tapes from Dino. And I was shockingly able to do it. But by God, was I rushing and and <laughs> panicking the whole time. I had I had to take the, the, the poop of my life. In between. Dude, I had I to keep diarrhea the whole movie. I had to just keep getting up during the movies. Like, I couldn't even wait. You missed the entire like, vampire dude killing all the teenagers. You missed all of it. Yeah, and then the last movie. I don't even It was... What was it? What was the last movie? It was like some I don't remember, zombie I remember thing. The, the name of it. it. It was like an unofficial sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Um, and it was boring. Uh, I thought this was it, the most boring movie that we watched. What was the name of it? I don't fucking know. Something Revenge of the Living Dead, I think it was. I think Revenge Fleshy- of the Living Dead, and then it has subtitle. Yeah. Flesh Eater, the Revenge of the Living Dead. That was the. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one was yeah a, a, a real f- up. Uh, it, it was like. I, I was trying to have fun with it, but it was also just like when you realize that, like, all right, this is the last movie that we're seeing. It's like, all right, I'm ready for this to be over. It was I also, shouldn't be feeling that during December. Though. Oh, this one with the teenager. Yeah, was, I, was, I remember um, at one point, like I was, it was clear I, that I ate an I ate an edible before the second movie and it kicked in during this one. And I was very, very scared. You were a wreck during this movie. <laughs> Was it obvious? Oh my god, you were freaking the fuck out. What was I doing? <laughs> you were you were like nervously giggling, and then you were like looking over to me, and then you kept talking to me like during the movie about like what we were gonna do for food afterwards. <laughs> like, you could drag it all yeah, Arby's. Yeah, it's at all Alamo. You could just order whatever you want yeah. at right I'm there. I'm not eating eat food at the Alamo. It's so expensive. Oh, I spent we, I spent at least a hundred dollars uh, at the Alamo. <laughs> I spent like sixty bucks. It, it, it was uh, worth it though. And you know what? I didn't get too drunk this time, which was nice. I had some coffee. It was great. Yeah. Well, anyway, hopefully they bring this back for next year. I'll keep going to these. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, for sure. And let's just see. Let's just hope yeah. it's better. It only. I hope they bring time. back Video Vortex. Have you all written to fucking Alamo headquarters that they need to bring back Video Vortex? No, I haven't. I should do that. I will. Do I that. should do. I'm gonna do that too. Uh, everybody. Well, I'm gonna write to Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Biden. Also, uh, Flesh Eater Revenge of the Living Dead is also on B if you're interested. Uh, anyway, well, that's the end of uh, market research for uh, October. That's all of our Halloween cookie news uh, and everything. And I hope that I never really have to talk about horror again for months. I'm ready to take my hiatus that I usually do after every October where I overdose on horror movies and then I need like a three-month Charlie de- Brown and I need, fucking... I need a three-month detox. Yeah, we need Charlie movies. Brown and cartoons and Christmas movies and Muppets. That, yes. That's what November, December's for. Yes. Uh, anyway, Sorry, I, 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 can I just... One piece of news that just came across my Twitter that's not even really news, but I just think it's funny. Uh, someone just tweeted... Oh, I'm sorry. The Twitter account Big Screen Leaks just tweeted, Craven the Hunter screened last night, and I'm hearing it's a pretty solid film. That's Wait, it. I refuse to believe I that. Don't, I don't believe it for a fucking second. Yeah, because also, if they're saying that it was a pretty good movie, like, if you want to drum up, like, you know, excitement, they would say, like, it got standing ovations. It was the talk of the town. The like, talk it, of the town. No, this was like, oh, it was pretty good. That means it's terrible. We're saying that Black Adam was pretty good. Like, if that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah, so about pretty good is not criticism. Pretty yeah. good is just. Yeah, I, honestly, if a, if a superhero movie comes out nowadays and people are just like, you know, it it's was for, fun. It's and for, that means it's a horrible. Film. Yeah, it's for people who like to see movies, not watch movies. They just like it's to see things. They like to see images. Yeah. Even like, like hearing music versus listening to music. All right. Well, that's the end of this month. I got to go poop. Uh, is <laughs> anyone, you got, let's, let's, Mike's got diarrhea any, again. Final the title of your autobiography for sure, huh? Is I got to go poop. Shit in my brother's bathroom, not mine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so wait, before we go, I have an idea for December. Can we record? We'll record it in one session. I think we should do like an advent calendar or a 12 days of Christmas thing. Just we talk about a 12 or 24 Christmas specials just for a few minutes each one. And then that is going to be a nightmare no. to put out. Are you no, no, kidding? No, 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 no. That sounds we awful. I'll have to watch those one, we record it in one session, and then all you have to do is just cut, 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 cut. That's it. That's all you have to do. And You're asking too much of me, day. man. Dude, it's not <laughs> We hard. should definitely talk about this not on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this out anyway. Yeah, no, all right. sorry. Well, anyway, thanks for joining us for this episode of Cinemarket Research. Uh, uh, you can follow us on Cinemarketing Podcast on Instagram and on Pod on Twitter. And uh, keep an eye out for our next episode for this month where we'll have uh, a special guest on to talk about a weird movie again. All right, this thanks again. It's not me. Lewis, it's where, not Lewis, Lewis you got anything to hit. plug? What was the newest episode of Gory Picture Show? The last episode was still Slime City. We're, we're, we're on a brief hiatus. Um, by brief, uh, I mean I don't know when it's going to end. But we're coming back eventually. Just, you know, hang tight. Hey. Anyway, Slime City was a good episode. Listen to that. Anyway, uh, listen to our scary stories to tell in the dark episode that we did. Uh, I just put it out a few days ago for Halloween. Yeah, hope uh, you're not Halloween dealt like Mike. Give yeah, it a listen. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next month when we're back here again. Uh, see ya. Bye.